Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am Vicki, and I am here with... Kim. Just the two of us. Yeah. And it's really yeah. nice. We can fit on the same couch at my office. Yeah, that's today. right. It's nice and cozy here yeah. today. Yeah. So once in a while, we will have conversations with other sports moms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we, for moms who have up-and-coming high schoolers who are into sports, mm. how do you survive being a sports mom and a homeschool mom and a, a rest-of-life mom? Mm-hmm. And so Kim happens to be an expert sports mom, having been through the whole <laughs> process all the way through college as a sports mom yeah oh. and so we uh want to just let kim kind of tell stories so i'm going to interview kim yeah there you this go this is an interview with kim so kim, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we've never interviewed each other no, we haven't. that's fun yeah <laughs> so first tell us about how you ended up with sports players because you got four kids yeah. and the two youngest became hockey players so tell that story yeah well it's kind of funny we kept honestly my husband and i still look at each other and say where did they come from? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we both love sports, but we I was always either the last one to make the team or the la- or the last one to get cut. I was that bubble kid um, even at a very small school. Ooh. So uh, and um, and likewise with my hubby. Um, all of our kids played some sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the older two enjoyed them in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um and at different levels. Um, That's right. Your kid number two mm-hmm. played soccer all the way through high school, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 But but a very different level. Yeah. And um, he, he enjoyed it more when he was younger and when he hit that age where the testosterone started to kick in uh-huh. with the boys. Uh-huh. And the competition. He likes very high competition. He's a good athlete. Um, he had a hard time when everybody got so serious that they stopped having fun. Yeah, and they got, mm-hmm. um, you know, got negative and mm-hmm. very critical of each other mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, and that made it not fun for him. Yeah, he's like, you know, I don't want to play at a level that's like that. Yeah, um, yeah, and um, and so he he did play all through, but um, but very much on his own terms at yeah. his. His level and and still enjoys it. He still plays volleyball. I think several days a week. Oh, that's neat. And he's like in his mid twenties now. Yeah, yeah. So, so he he got sports as a lifestyle. Yes, definitely, <coughs> definitely. You know, uh, which is which is a great thing. Yeah. Um, but your yeah. younger two, younger two, got into it pretty pretty seriously. And some of it, it was they you know they grew up wanting to play with their brother and their uh, and their. Uh, um, I worked at the YMCA, and when they were four years old. Um, we were, I just worked in the childcare there. Oh. And when they were four years old, they said, oh, mom, what's that over there on the wall? And it was a little brochure and about all the sports that they offer for children. And they're like, oh, read it to us. And I did. And they're like, we want to play that. We want to play that. Aww. And so it was a beautiful way for our family because we were able to, um, we were able to go and for really inexpensive, um, Fees were able to give them a chance to try out a lot of sports. So, like at the age of four, they were playing, you know, little tykes basketball, but in a gym and a, you know, yeah. on a team with their teammates and their little shirts and stuff. And um, so they tried basketball, they tried lacrosse, they tried uh, baseball, they tried softball, they've tried uh, volleyball. You know, just mm-hmm. whatever sport season it was. 
and their brother was playing roller hockey, so they wanted to play roller hockey. And so they started playing roller hockey, and um, they played roller hockey most. That was what they enjoyed. And all three of them used to play, sometimes even the fourth, um, and sometimes even I <laughs> would join them, um, you know, outside the house or whatever. That's cute. Um, and yeah. I can so see that. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> when we were little, my, my son would want to shoot on me. And when he was little, I could just stand there and he could shoot on me. And then I said, <laughs> okay, we need to go hit the uh, yard sales and find some goalie pads for mom because these bruises are starting to hurt um, and all that sort of thing. But anyway, we, um, you know, one thing led to another and they just kept playing mm-hmm. at the Y. He played as well at the Y. Um, and then the program at the Y kind of fizzled a little bit. And one day they had watched the movie The Mighty Ducks, I, I don't know how many dozen times. But all of a sudden that time was there was some magical aha moment. And uh, they we had actually gone to bed and they kind of came and knocked on their door and they said, we want to play ice hockey. And I grew up in Philadelphia when the Flyers were winning yeah, the Stanley yeah. Cups. And I went, yay! And my husband, who's an accountant, went, Oh, <laughs> um, but we have been incredibly blessed, and this is honestly um, may not sound like what you expect to hear the first thing with sports, but we prayed all through mm-hmm. their sports careers. Mm-hmm. Um, they had opportunities that we had no business having financially mm-hmm. and otherwise. Um, and one thing that was really important to us was that the sport was it was their passion. It was. Um, it filled their soul in uh-huh. some way. Uh-huh. Um, and I have students right now, I've actually been te- emailing with a mom today whose son is kind of similar. He's struggling a little bit with the academics mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's between sports seasons and he does better when he's in the middle of his sports. Because mm-hmm. um, he needs the inspiration. Of yeah, the, sports. the inspiration and even just the physical exercise uh, yeah, can yeah, really yeah. help uh-huh. some. You know, it can exhaust you, but if it's done in the right balance, it can really fuel you. Burns off stress hormones, produces dopamine. It's good for them. Yeah. Absolutely right, and the and the collegiality, mm-hmm. the, the the belonging, like mm-hmm. we talked about in a previous podcast. Um, is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so and ours were, were baby steps. Mm-hmm. Some of you might have a very different experience. But for us, you know, they started playing at the Y. Then they started playing at our local. The University of Delaware has a wonderful uh, program. Um, and they started playing there. And then they got to the age where, okay, my girls are a little over five foot and a little over 100 pounds. But that's about <laughs> it. And they got to the point where there was... They were playing with the boys, but all of a sudden the boys got yeah, really big yeah. and really strong. Um, and one of mine was a goalie, which generally the goalies are more protected. They're also being shot upon by these yeah. uh, very strong guys. But she still does that sometimes mm-hmm. for fun now. Um, but they, um, we just made a careful decision for what we thought was the health of our kids. Mm-hmm. That it didn't make sense for them to continue playing ice hockey with boys who were much bigger and much mm-hmm. stronger than they were. Um, and so we just made baby steps from here. Um, we found a local women's team, and then they weren't able to field a team. And they said, uh, this woman who I'm still in touch with, actually, I don't know how many years later, um, she said, you know, we can. she could play here with the local teams. They played football. I forgot that. They played flag football with a local church. Um, she said, there's something magical about being on a team. And for them uh-huh. being girls, she's mm-hmm. like, I grew up playing with my brothers all the time, uh-huh. but there was something really magical about being on a team with other girls uh-huh. or other women now. Um, and she connected us with a team that was a little far away and a little more expensive. And again, God just 
opened up doors. Um, one day I went into the Y that I used to work mm-hmm. at just because I was on that road and I needed a bathroom, yeah. honestly. <laughs> and it turned out one of my former co-workers, her son had played goalie four times and decided he didn't like it. Oh. And they had equipment in their garage. Oh. And so what I would have paid for a helmet, uh-huh. less than what I would have paid for a helmet, she gave me all, all the, the gear that she needed. Nice. Um, and we found a team that needed a goalie. Um, and they were they actually needed players desperately mm. or they weren't going to be able to have a team. And they gave us an incredibly good deal on on playing for the team. And um, so we went from one team to another and we ended up doing kind of crazy stuff. And we were traveling three or four days a week, a couple hours for practice because there are not a lot of girls ice hockey teams in Delaware. Actually, there are none. So we were traveling to New Jersey. Um, but... Um, so you just have to keep praying all the way through. One of the big things for me was I wanted to make sure that hockey did not become an idol. Um, when something is a passion, there sometimes is a, you know, sometimes the, the line between a passion and, and being an idol of sorts can be kind of narrow. Well, that's so if we were going to give tips yeah. to moms, yeah. one of the, the tips that you mentioned ahead of time mm-hmm. was being clear on your goals. Absolutely. And yeah. that would, you know, it's so easy to slide into mm-hmm. everything is absolutely hockey or whatever sport it yep. is. Yeah. When really that, that turns into idolatry if mm-hmm. you're not careful. So mm-hmm. how did y'all keep your goals clear? Uh, we... Again, prayed a lot, um, and fortunately, our kids had other interests as well, so that really helped. Um, when and they also had voices. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, you're the kind of parent that listens to their kids, mm-hmm. but you got kids with voices. So. I, do, I do. Yeah, they they were very comfortable. And one thing with the goals is it's got to be group goals. It can't be just the the athletes' goals because mm-hmm. if your goals don't share. There, if your goals don't match, it mm-hmm. can be very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Even more than the athlete having high goals and the parents not, it's really dangerous for us to have goals for our children that they don't share. Yeah, um, and as you know, I the, you know served as an academic advisor for so mm-hmm. many years, and now as a counselor, not always, but occasionally, I will have a parent that I work with that is living vicariously through mm-hmm. their kids. So they have these goals for their kids. Mm-hmm. It might be academic goals, you know, sometimes it's sports goals. And the, the kids are going along with it because they're compliant and wanting to make their parents happy. happy. Mm-hmm. But it's like killing their soul. Absolutely. And yeah. then you end up with the kid. As soon as they can get away, they will. They're done. Right. Mm-hmm. And that just leads to burnout. Mm-hmm. And then essentially your your child feels like they have wasted a lot of their time in their life. Mm-hmm. You feel like you've wasted your good, hard-earned time and money to drive them all around and mm-hmm. get them to this practice or that practice or or Mm -hmm. you know if so many sports right now there's you know then there's this clinic or this camp and it's all bigger better faster higher stronger and all of those are good and valuable Mm -hmm. in their place Mm -hmm. but it can just take over your lives if you're not careful now how did you guys manage i mean you're my youngest and your youngest too so you're hockey players we're the same age. So mm-hmm. I got to walk that whole process yeah, through right. from the outside because I was sure glad it was. We had a different trajectory. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. So 
Um, but how did you manage your time and energy? Because as a hockey mom, a sports mom, mm. a lot of your time was in the car oh, driving yeah. to places and like dozens of times every month to mm-hmm. New Jersey or yep. Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. But yep. you drove all over the country to um yeah, tournaments oh, yeah. and things yep. so yeah we and like were. how did you how did you manage that yeah um sometimes not very well to be quite honest with you but um for us the looking back mm-hmm. that was the most precious time we had some of the best conversations real heart-to-heart mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. um because there were fewer distractions mm-hmm. and some of it was about hockey and about the game and we had really terrible things happen, Mm -hmm. you know, with a team. Here's a team that we had traveled many, many states away, lots of money, lots Mm -hmm. of time and energy to a very high-level competition, only to have some of the players decide that it was more important to have a party than it was to play. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, seemed very catastrophic as far in in that realm, you know, Mm -hmm. at the time. But the lessons learned from Mm -hmm. that are so powerful. Um, and so strong. Um, the um, we did a ton of car schooling. You yeah, know? it's yeah. all how you use your time, right. right? And sometimes you get it way more done mm-hmm. when you're busy. You know, if you want to get something done, have a ask a busy person to do it. Yes. Um, so it forces you to be more, a little bit more planned or a little bit more um, productive when you mm-hmm. are working. Mm-hmm. Um, on times that my hubby drove. I did a lot of the driving, and there were th- times that we mm-hmm. divided and conquered. But mm-hmm. if we were all in the car together, I can't tell you how many Spanish tests I have graded in the car. <laughs> and I still do it. I went to mm-hmm. visit a family member last weekend in like a five, six-hour car ride, graded papers the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, many a times I would get to the rink, and I would sit down and grade papers until the game started. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, whatever whatever works. you got to do what works and make sure you fit it in. We did a lot of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, on those car rides, and that way we were getting reading in mm-hmm. or read alouds mm-hmm. in the car, not mm-hmm. the driver, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so those kinds of things really help. So really, you you learn to fill all the moments. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And it really is a commitment to living at a a more regulated as far as time. Like, mm-hmm. you're, how can I fill this time? Absolutely, yeah. Which is, I, I, I really appreciate because I know, you know, when we talk about Myers-Briggs, you're an ENFP, so you like spontaneous. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think the way you did that was you made your spontaneous moments full of academics or whatever tasks needed mm-hmm. to be done. Yeah, did, did what I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how did you keep your soul from being a nervous wreck? Like sitting and watching all these <laughs> games, like you're rooting for your kids. Like that's high stress for a mom. Like how did you it, take care of it you? It is high stress. Um, honestly, part of it is I I enjoyed the sport that they were mm-hmm. playing, and I've always told my kids I'm grateful that you chose a sport that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. But honestly, if they were doing my least favorite sport, I would mm-hmm. have loved it because it was their thing. And, mm-hmm. I lo- you know, mm-hmm. we love watching our kids grow into mm-hmm. whatever it is they're doing um, and reaching their potential. And they were both really blessed almost every year to have an amazing coaches mm-hmm. and amazing teammates and good families. Mm-hmm. So we found 
you know, we I joke, I said, these are my hockey friends, but uh-huh. they're like my hockey family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did. Most of the time we really encouraged one another and we set, it, we created expectations, mm-hmm. you know, of our family. Sometimes it was the coach created them, but other times it was we did by the way we treated one another. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so for the most part, we were very encouraging mm-hmm. and supportive um, another goalie mom, she jokes like she was more of a nervous mom, and mm-hmm. there were times when I would sit when her daughter was playing, and I would sit, and she. We still say that I have marks on my hands from her squeezing <laughs> my hands so hard. Um, I knew I knew a goalie mom who couldn't watch her son play. She would be there, take him into the rink, hang out for a while, and then she would go out in the car and read a book because she was afraid he was going to get hurt, <laughs> and she didn't want to watch it. Um, but for me, I just I figured it was a beautiful opportunity, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it may seem like a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of time at that time, but it's going to go in the blink of an eye. And yeah, so it we does. we talk a lot about belongingness, yeah, and and what you guys did, like your girls were part mm-hmm. of a team family culture, yeah, but but you and your husband were also. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we really, um, we really did. You know, there were variations over the years off mm-hmm. and on, but there was a core, mm-hmm. core group of, of families. And we still to this day are in touch with one another mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. consider ourselves very, uh, mm-hmm. very precious. And we did things to create that culture to mm-hmm. build that culture, just like we talk about doing with mm-hmm. our kids. We when we traveled somewhere together, one of the families, it was very nice. They had an RV. And so we would have a little tailgate. And so instead Aww. of having to go out and spend a lot of money in a restaurant, mm-hmm. we could just go to a grocery store and then we could cook and mm-hmm. we'd bring crock pots and whatever. Wow. And, you know, really. Uh, That's really cool. Created some fun. Yeah. Now, when your girls got toward the end of high school, then mm-hmm. they decided they wanted to look for college level hockey. Oh, right. Yeah. So what yeah. were, you know, how did y'all walk through that? Like. Okay, how do we take this past high school? What did y'all do with that? Well, we were, again, very blessed. We Mm -hmm. always looked around when when they were younger about what are the older girls doing? How is this working Mm -hmm. out? Mm -hmm. And it was was fabulous to be able to see um, people who were... Um, who were playing at a high level? Who were playing mm-hmm. NCAA mm-hmm. Uh, Division One and Division Three? Mm-hmm. Um, and my girls saw people who went and you know got to a school they wanted to go to and have a great experience. They also saw players go to a school that they wouldn't otherwise have chose uh-huh. have chosen, um, but chose a school for the hockey, yeah. not the academics. Yeah. And then had an injury or there was a change of coaching, uh, and uh-huh. they ended up having to transfer schools mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and things like that. So my girls very quickly, and they're, they were very, um, very conscious, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. They did a good job of really kind of being aware of where they are level-wise. They mm-hmm. understood kind of where their strengths and weaknesses were. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned they're kind of small, so that uh-huh. doesn't really help you very much as a hockey player. Um, so they probably could have gone to like a Division three NCAA mm-hmm. program, but they really kind of realized that their academics were important to them mm-hmm. and they were not able to get to the kind of school they wanted to and do the kind level of hockey that they would have wanted to and compete at a program like that that it wouldn't mm-hmm. have it would have been more stressful than helpful yeah yeah and um so they they ended up and they did not start out looking at Delaware at all it's kind of <laughs> funny um but it was the perfect fit for them so they ended up at a good school 
with the, an opportunity to actually be able to do a little bit of other things as well, mm-hmm. to do well academically, and also to play at a high level on a club team, which mm-hmm. was a really nice opportunity. Mm-hmm. So their club team between their travel days bef- when they were in high school and um, and in college, they were incredibly blessed. Some students play all their career and yeah. never get to nationals, and they got to nationals all but one year of their travel, their very first year, and the first three years, so all but one year of their college, which is an amazing experience. That, that's pretty cool experience. It's a fabulous experience. Yeah. So it, it all depends. You have to figure mm. out what fits your student. Yeah. You know, um, there's lots of great things to be said. If your student is an athlete who's at the level where they could go and get a D1 scholarship mm-hmm. and do that, um, you have to realize if you are a D1 scholarship athlete, you that's basically your full-time job absolutely and you yeah. do your academics as well yeah um and so if that's a good fit for mm. you and if you're able to perform at that level in mm-hmm. both academics and athletics go for it and mm-hmm. more power to you and there are some wonderful homeschoolers who have gone on and gotten scholarships to d1 yeah. programs mm-hmm. um and i think we even have an interview with at least yeah, one of we those do. we have a, a friend of ours who's a swimmer at harvard mm-hmm. um so there's lots of ways yes. to do it there's not one well, right, right way yeah. to do uh, sports in high so, school or college so for your girls when they got to college level mm-hmm. what they did is they evaluated all the things they wanted out of college and they decided to go for a club team mm-hmm. but it was at such a good experience and they got to go to nationals and it also helped them to make connections and think through next steps so now that they're graduated they're starting to work in different directions based on some of their sports experiences so tell me what the girls are doing now yeah so honestly they're looking back you could actually call all their sports really basically internships for Uh them Uh um, because they uh one of them is in graduate school um her Lovely. I'm patting Vicky on the shoulder here. Um, uh, one of her lovely advisors. Um, See, I have five kids, yeah. and none of them went into psychology. So one of mine so did. I, I guess, yes. <laughs> yeah. So she's in grad school right now f- um, for performance and sports psychology. It's so exciting. It's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. I love it when she calls me on her way home from yeah. class and tells me what they're learning. So it's not only sport. It's mm-hmm. also business. It's mm-hmm. um performing arts mm-hmm. um and it's um military it's medical mm-hmm. you know all kinds of high stress yeah. high performance kind of jobs yeah. yeah so it's absolutely fascinating and she's thinking she's probably mm-hmm. gonna want to go and get a phd after this but she's not sure when in the whole mm-hmm. scheme of things um and her twin sister um just got a brand new job i think i'm allowed to plug her uh company she's going to be working for this fascinating company called world stride sports uh-huh. um and they do um and this is an oversimplification i'm sure but they do um international travel for sports teams um so oh, they create their so itineraries yeah. organize all their travel which is what she did mm-hmm. as a student mm-hmm. um, in her internship at ud and also, as a student managing her own uh-huh. hockey team, uh-huh. that was part of her job uh-huh. as part of the student leadership of the team. And so you just so, never know, like, when kids absolutely. go into sports, they, very few kids grow up and become professional athletes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes their sports leads in a really interesting way to interesting careers. So absolutely. I'm, I just, it's fascinating yeah. to watch what happens yeah. with them. So, yeah. 
I guess we better wrap it up. We so. probably should. Yeah. Yeah. Any yep. last advice? For last you? advice. Um, just talk to each other and enjoy the ride. That's and, a good. Advice. Yeah. And and uh, don't don't overextend either of either mm-hmm. you as a family or or your students, but just keep that dialogue open and just pray your way through it. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. So if yeah. you ever want to talk to Kim about being oh, a sports yeah. mom, contact us through our mm-hmm. info at Seven Sisters Homeschool or yeah. comments here on the show notes sure. or at our Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group. Yep. So we love to, to talk to all of our seventh sister because who's our seventh sister? You are. You are. <laughs> all right. This has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. See you next week. Yeah.